0: Welcome to SaaS Reality, a podcast where two budding founders talk about their businesses. Join Simon and Dean to find out what it really takes to build, launch, and run a SaaS product.
1: Morning, Dean. Morning, Simon. Here we are again. Yes, yes, yes. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not been a great week, but yeah, we'll
0: go into that in a bit. (laughs) How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a busy week doing other things, really. So it's been Ultimately, hasn't been the sole focus. Been lots of away from keyboard activities. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I presume it's more blues about AWS news
1: last week, or was it something else? Yeah, I mean, I switched kind of back into customer development mode. Yeah, yeah. But this time, I mean, when I first announced the first iteration, which was Cloud Doc,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I spoke to some consultancies. Uh, to see if it'd be a solution they'd be interested in. Yeah. Which was a guess. But kind of framing it differently now, after reading the mom test,
0: <laughs> you know, I think everybody... Oh, what, well, and going and asking AWS consultants what their issues are with AWS and...
1: Yeah, and how are they solving the problem of getting their heads around a new infrastructure rather than offering a solution? Okay. One, it's very difficult finding the right people because although I've got access to forty odd 1000 certified mm. AWS people, through the uh, private LinkedIn group. Most of them are just regular guys doing regular jobs, DevOps jobs or development and just happen to have an interest in AWS, trying to find the guys that actually do the architecting and have to understand infrastructures. It's proving quite difficult, to be honest. (laughs) Mm. So I'm about um, 60 people in, speaking to 60 people through LinkedIn. Like 60 people have responded or you've sent out 60 Sent out 60 messages. Mm -hmm. I would think there's probably only a handful that haven't replied actually. Okay. But most of them just don't deal with the new infrastructures day to day. So it's just, they're just not the right target and just finding really difficult to find people. Mm. The ones that are doing it don't seem to be that uh, bothered about having a tool to make life easier. Okay. So it's not looking good for cloud periscope. It looks like it might. Be for the chop. Is that because you're like fishing to take away their jobs, or like <laughs> <laughs>
0: potentially? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, this is something that I would want in the job that I do, but just the documentation side. It's not a SaaS business. It's a it's a one off, really. You know, it's an occasional use product. I think. Oh, okay. Which is what I'm not looking to build. So I think it's turning into that more and more. Yeah, I mean, there is the option to go head to head with a few other competitors and just analyze the cost and usage report and still track the financials and so on but i think that's dodgy ground with the moves that amazon are making at the moment aws they're definitely
0: always active they're very active with development aren't they when people build workarounds to get something to happen they're like okay well it seems like people want a solution there so
1: yeah amazon are a bit a bit nasty in that way in that if they see market opportunity they will just roll their own solution and they have no bones about just crushing a market sector i'm not sure nasty is the right <laughs> no nah, well yeah it's good business isn't it i suppose yeah yeah so on that front uh a bit down on things about that additionally the trademark office have come back to me to say they believe that cloud periscope clashes with another trademark called periscope the twitter streaming service no, nope, no. It's a company that uh, own the registered trademark for Periscope to do with data analytics and stuff. And they're the ones that actually opposed and stopped Twitter getting the UK trademark. Ah, good luck. So, I mean, the money's been paid. The application for the trademark is going to go through anyway. I uh, can't get the money back, so it's very, very likely to get opposed. So the trademark won't be there, which would mean a, a name change if I proceeded. So it's all looking a bit bleak to be <laughs> honest at the moment. Oh, uh, I'm there. Yeah. So a bit down about it this week, but you know, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Part of the success of being successful is knowing when to quit and when to kill an idea. So, and I think I've been quite good at that. You know, lots of ideas haven't poured too much time into them. Fair bit of time into this one, I have to say. I'm but I'm not just going to crack on like I did with website watchdog when my heart really wasn't in it and I. Yeah, it wasn't
0: really it's weird. what I wanted to do. Website Watchdog is weird because, in the time since when you announced or, you know, I started talking to you and you told me about it, in that time, I've seen so many people build products, like so many sort of developers like ourselves release small ping checking apps. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly like five or six. If you give me time, I can name five or six people who've entered the space. Yeah. <laughs> It used to be that developers built their own project management or bug tracker, but that it seems to be now they make their own monitoring tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, with the whole mindset of keep things simple and don't go too complicated and just get something out, it's like, ah, that's got the simplest domain <laughs> in some respects. In other respects, it's quite difficult. I now, i got it in 2011, I started building a product called Your Website Is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I called it that, but my original idea was to troll people on Twitter and tell them that their websites were rubbish. But then I thought, oh, this could be a product. Like your website is down, your website's up. I started building it, and then I just didn't have like the capacity of development skills in 2011 to actually uh, pull it off. Mm. (laughs) I'm still rolling my own framework, so I spent so long building framework. Like looking back now, (laughs) should have just built it and got on with it. Yeah, I mean, I should have also built Snapshooter then as well. But hey, yeah, (laughs) I mean, monitoring on the face of it is quite a simple thing to do, but when you get into the bones of it. Notifications is the, like, the, i always found more difficult, and then um reliability. Scaling, yeah,
1: and yeah. reliability is seriously hard, and also I mean, most of them do checks on SSL certificates, TLS certificates, but most of them don't detect when one's been cancelled. can't remember the term they use now for it, but uh, oh. if the uh, upstream key gets retracted or yeah. whatever, yeah. And very difficult to scale monitoring stuff. It's fine if you only run in a few servers, but when you're dealing with a lot of stuff, that was the other thing. I was trying to build it from mm. scale to start with. So yeah, it's just the margins on it are very low. It's got to be up 24 seven really. So if you can't rely on your monitoring
0: tool, there's no point in using it, is there? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. You just reminded me. I use this really weird technology called Gearman, which was like a open source framework for doing jobs. So you could send jobs from one server to another and stuff. Now it's so much easier with like Lara, Laravel and stuff. Mm. Just does that all for you. But this was like crazy. You have to. Yeah, I forgot about that. It was a good learning exercise into
1: how not to do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> website watchdog and, to be honest, um, Cloud Periscope have broken one of my cardinal rules. Uh, website watchdog. It was mission critical. Yes and Cloud Periscope built on somebody else's platform and relies on an API. (laughs) It's like, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. You literally just described both my businesses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you're safe with Stripe, although they might uh, come along and do some better emailing. I can't
0: remember if um, last week, I think last week I said I was 95% sure this guy was going to convert. Yes, he'd not converted at the time. Now I can say 100% he converted. So... I have my first nineteen dollars in monthly recurring revenue. That's in brilliant business. Well done. Yeah. Probably should file with HMRC now saying that I'm trading <laughs> <laughs> potentially. Yeah, three months, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. Yeah, so I'm glad. And I got another customer on who probably wouldn't want to be mentioned without being asked. But they're quite like a quite a hip startup, I'd describe them as and uh he's come on board but I emailed him to say, like, you've struggled with the setup, it seems. And uh, I, like, managed to bring him back on board. I had a phone call and we explained, like, why the DNS is such a nightmare to set up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm cool. That's brilliant. I'll just get on with it then. And I talked to him on Twitter last night and he's just like, your setup costs are really high. And uh, until you explain the value on the phone of, like, doing the DNS properly so you can get those DKMI and SPF records. Mm. It was just like a barrier, and the other products he's tried in the space don't require that. They do their emailing through their own service, right? Okay. For example, it's good from a setup point of view, but I think from a like a reputation and delivery rate sort of point of view, not fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's two ways to do validations now with most email providers. You can either do an email one where they send you an email, you validate it, and then that's that email you can then send with. But just never find it as good as doing a proper. DNS set up, setting all your records correct. Mm. If you want that,
1: like 100% delivery rates. <laughs> yeah, and if it's coming from their own domain as well.
0: Yeah, so sometimes they do a mix, it seems. so. Yeah, it's more recognizable. I mean, if it's from... Well, that's one of my features. Is like you're not sending from at Stripe.com. Yeah, from example.com on behalf of... Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, whatever. So I guess the other news while we're talking automatically is... I'm still having issues with the Stripe API in a Connect account. Right. I looked in the IRC history. I opened this. I started mentioning this a month ago and I went back on IRC and went through it again and confirmed it as a bug. So it's definitely definitely a problem there. end. however, I decided to crack on with the actual hosted billing page just by faking the API keys for now, just so I can get the payment intent. Yeah. Sorry. Just so I can get the payment intent stuff sorted. Uh And I've now got a workflow now where you get sent to a page, a billing page, you fill in your card, it will do the SCA authentication or whatever you would call it, check if required, and then it's, you know, off to the races again. So I'm really glad with that. This is my solution to also fixing a at the same time. All right, cool. <laughs> So I'm going to have to go back to Snapchat and fix all that billing. Two in one. <laughs> That's always yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So I think I'm pretty confident that they're going to fix this. It's like it's a known bug. It's not. Sometimes it's like it's not a bug. It's a fe- literary feature. Mm. So, for example, they, they don't want Connect accounts to do this. So it's never going to be available. However, they've like admitted that this is a real fault and it will be fixed. So it is something that should be there. And like I can code presuming it's there. So I'm just going to carry on with that. It's just like a case of um, trying to work out what the focus is on automatically. Right, okay. Sort of struggling really to think, if I've got an afternoon, what am I going to work on? Am I going to work on the landing page? Am I going to work on uh, trying to improve the onboarding? Am I going to, like last night I recorded a video of how to build a workflow? So I just need to, I don't know, I'm just chipping away and seeing what works. Yeah, you had good feedback about the um, email setup and so on. Yeah, something might be
1: something to look at while it's still fresh in my mind. Yeah, I would prioritize that. If people
0: are thinking that's a barrier, what was the other guy like with that? Did he find it a problem? Slightly. He emailed me to say he was trying to put the record in and it wouldn't let him. And I was like, oh, make sure there's no spaces. And then he was like, oh, it's working fine. Brilliant. Great. So he was fine, really. Is
1: that something you could offer as a concierge service to start with, just to get people
0: on board? Get the, you know, I know it doesn't scale, but... Or maybe just have at the top, like, put your card in. And then you can arrange a phone call and we'll just walk through setting up your DNS. Mm-hmm. I'm not charging them anything, but I'm kind of saying, you know, be serious, put your card in, and then we'll go from there. Or maybe I'll just offer it for free. My thinking is I don't have enough people coming through the door that's creating a problem. The few people who come through the door have had issues, but until I get more people coming in and then having issues, that makes sense.
2: Mm.
0: It's like finishing the last step of the pipeline without having anyone coming into the top of the funnel. Yeah, so those that do come in you want to make sure they stick though, don't you? So but that's what I'm like, anytime someone signs up, I'm just email contact. Yeah, cool. So maybe you just offer it there saying, so, yeah, happy to help you set up. your. Yeah. I've started adding some email workflows now. <laughs> what would you say it's very meta? Is it meta would you say it's um automatically sending emails for automatically customers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, I now have a workflow that basically checks after a couple of days, whether you've set your DNS up. And then, um, if you haven't, it'll, uh, send you an email with, um, a link to Calendly saying arrange a call. And I've got like a little slot in the afternoon that I'll pick up and chat with people. So cool. Yeah. I should really blog that <laughs> <laughs> and make it into a blog. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. That was great feedback that you got about that. So that's one area. Yeah. I think what I should do is I should plot the graph that. Snapshooter had from its first customer. Try and see if I can keep on that trajectory because it feels like I've got that sign-up. It's fantastic, but like nothing's happening now. Mm. But I remember Snapshooter was just like that. Someone signed up, and it was like two weeks before someone else signed up, and I'm already like months ahead of Snapshooter's income yeah. back in the day. So
1: how would you get Automately out there? How would you get more eyeballs on it and more sign up? That's really your thing, isn't it, at the moment? You've got a functioning product. There's improvements to be made, but you've got to fill that funnel, really. So,
0: yeah, I think I'm going to focus on some landing pages. The customer who just signed up, who was uh, really keen, the hit guy, he said he was more than happy to talk about their landing pages because their monthly recovery growth is just insane. Really? They're uh, like up to about, then if I can say really, I'll say, and I'll never mention them, they're up to a thousand pounds in monthly recurring revenue. in. Something like three weeks from going live. Cool. So <laughs> it's like a rocket ship. Yeah, if it's
1: one I'm thinking of, my sister's a customer of theirs as well. I uh, pointed it out to her. She needed that service. So,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like really cryptic. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not fair to say who they are, is it? So No, not without asking. So, yeah, I'm just looking at Snapchat so It took two months to get to $18. So <laughs> we'll see. So this week, I'm just going to be working on bits and bobs, it seems. Some landing pages here, which seem to be really quite key. SEO is doing well. I looked, got quite good domain authority because of the link from Stripe. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to try and keep working on that and then just bits and bobs. Yourself, I guess you're going to resume customer development just because you've already opened that line of inquiry.
1: Yeah, I'll keep that going. We're having kind of a, a weekend away this weekend mm-hmm. just a break after everything that's gone on in the family yeah but it is with relatives so I will have some time this weekend so I'm actually going to try and filter through my linkedin connections better and just find those consultancies I think and see what's going on there I've also been looking through notes of a an idea that's on the back burner because it needs some input from my wife because she's the domain expert there she mm-hmm. she's got headspace now to talk to me and look at things on that. So I've uh, paid a few bucks and bought access to quick admin panel from Poverless. Mm-hmm. Just knocking up a very rough proof of concept thing. Spent about three hours on it so far. I'm going to stick it in front of my wife, say, what's missing? What's working? Mm-hmm. What don't you like? Try and ignore that it's just basic <laughs> CRUD forms. Yep. And see if that's got any legs at the moment, because if she's not quite there in terms of headspace to do it with me, then that one needs to just be put back on the back burner for a while. Yeah. But that could be something that starts fairly soon. I think I'm resigned to the fact that cloud periscopes are no go. Okay. I'd like to try and find like a micro SAS to do, uh, just something yeah, yeah, yeah. small and quick. I can't think of anything at the moment. A ping monitoring <laughs> app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to
0: just have an idea for something small. Yeah. Even if you don't charge for something, I found I've done some like small projects in the past, which didn't go anywhere, but I like really enjoyed and bashed out in a week. For example, I made one that you just connect to your GitHub account and it'll automatically add like a oh, 20 sensible labels to a project. Mm. And That was just like, I literally went through the full process of building getting the email set up, getting it on product hunt, getting it like, I mean, it didn't do very well, but I went through basically the full setup.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Something a bit smaller that I can get out would be good, but uh, yeah, can't think of anything at the moment. I have other nice. ideas. Point and click IAM policy builder for Amazon, but again, that's quite complicated behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe avoid. Maybe just look in a different area of mm. the market. <laughs> Might help just getting away from the house for a weekend because yeah, yeah. I work here,
0: live here, don't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> and on that depressing note, I think we should wrap up. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. All right, it was Eric Chat chatting with you, Dean. Thanks for listening to the SaaS Reality Podcast. Why not head over to sasreality.com and join our Slack community. You can send questions to podcast at sasreality.com and please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch you later, Dean. Speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.